Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Artem Koren. Artem Koren grew up and lived most of his adult life in New York City. He graduated from Columbia University with a degree in computer science. He later attended the NY Stern School of Business, where he earned his MBA. Artem is passionate about using AI to enrich humanity and create positive change. He combines his experience as a systems engineer, product manager, IT executive, management consultant, and entrepreneur to create innovative products, bringing to life new ways that technology can help us reach our goals. Assembly AI, which he co-founded with Gil Mekleff in 2019, is at the forefront of advancing natural language understanding, paving the way for a symbiotic partnership between humans and technology. Well, good afternoon, Artem. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you jumping on. I know we traverse the world different time zones doing this podcast, but it's really fun when I do go international. So thank you again for hailing out of the great country of the Netherlands right now. And I know that time difference can be challenging, but we love this stuff. So Artem, let's jump right into your questions. You've got quite the career in technology as a product manager. You're a senior executive and entrepreneur. And now you're the co-founder and chief product officer at Assembly AI. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Big question. I don't think there's a secret per se. There's no magic. I could mention a few things that I do that maybe are not, that I've observed maybe are not so common. Maybe that could be helpful. So I, my background is originally in technology and technology management. And I'm naturally very curious. So I like to learn new things. I like to get deep into things. I kind of have this an engineering mindset about me in, in the sense that I like to understand how things work at the, at the detailed level. And that helps a lot because once you have the details, the underpinning, that you can invest forward. And that always helps when you're making uh, higher level projections, decisions, planning. You can use that detailed information to have a good sense of what will work and what won't work. And so my curiosity really helped in that. And I think that's been a common thread across my entire career. Another thing that I do is I don't actually like advancement or high level roles. I, I, that's never been a goal. You know, I've worked with some people who are very focused on getting that title, getting that next promotion. That's never been a goal for me. I've never done something to be promoted to something. I've only done things that I thought were the best things that I could do in the role that I'm at. And that's always worked well in, in my career because what happens is people notice people, especially managers and your uh, superiors, they figure out that they can rely on you to deliver very high quality results to specifically what they need. You, you can get things done that they want for them. And that serves as a aloof of your career very naturally. And so rather than try to scrape up this career ladder, you're kind of using the flow of your activity to propel you. And so you're letting your work and your results propel you up rather than climbing up that ladder, playing politics or anything like that. I don't like playing politics. I don't like positioning. I like to do well and in quality organizations that tends to get rewarded. And so I think that's been responsible for a lot of the responsibility that I've been handed over time. And eventually also my ability to work with my co-founder, Gil McLeav, to put together Assembly AI. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love 
the fact that, you know, I think we're kind of, it's ingrained in us. I don't know if it's just taught in school and the career ladder whole thing, but I like your perspective on that. And, and you're right when you're not focused on some ulterior motive and you can focus that energy into just doing a great quality job, producing some great solutions, uh, that makes a huge difference. So thank you for sharing. I certainly appreciate that unique story on that. And Artem, you've developed a productivity platform that is clearly dominant in your space for AI virtual assistants, right? Can you tell us what makes your platform unique and the first choice among your competition? A number of things. And uh, several of those things are not necessarily obvious or some things that hit you in the face. Some things are. So for instance, our platform is the only one of its kind that does a really good job at mixed language meetings. So maybe a quick background, what Assembly AI is, it's an AI meeting assistant, also an AI teammate, uh, which is how we actually prefer to be known. And Assembly attends your work meetings, uh, whether they're in Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, Zoom. You can also upload pre-recorded meetings and, and record microphone meetings as well. And it shows up. It's uh, a passive participant that doesn't try to tell you what to do or interact with you. Just says, hey, I'm here. I'm listening in and recording it. And after the meeting, you'll have the full transcription of your conversation. You'll also have the video of the conversation. You have the, some of the best in class meeting notes for the conversation you just had. And also human grade tasks. And these tasks can be automatically integrated with your to-do apps, with your task management apps or anything like that. Then we also have this AI chatbot. So you can talk to the to the bot about the meeting you had. And it's something that becomes an extra appendage that you didn't know you needed, but then you can't live without. Just the other day, you know, we had a customer interaction where the customer asked for something very specific in a consent notification email. And she spelled it out. She's like, this is what the email should say. And about a week later, when my team is doing testing and vetting with me the content, I literally went into that meeting, asked the AI bot, hey, what did this person say should be in that email? Boom, boom, gave me the bullets. I vetted that against what the team was showing me, made a few small corrections and good to go. This is new magic. This is something that you never do before because you have to rely on memory, on the notes you took. And when you're taking notes, instead of participating in the conversation, you're diverting your energy. So those are some of the things that, that the teammate does today. There's much more to it. Large organizations have certain like security privacy policies that we support, certain sharing mechanics that we support. But very fundamentally, that's the, the value value of the product. So we're very strong on supporting corporate needs specifically. We have individual users, we have small teams, but we're actually very, very good at the corporate side, which is, you know, we have special deployment modalities we, we can do. We're very strong on our security and privacy aspect. There's a lot of things we do that others cannot, you know, we can support different de deployment geographies, custom networked access, custom security rotations inside the private cloud that we set up for our customers. So that's one of our, that's one of our strengths. And of course, there's always the quality of results. And that's, see, it's, that's one of those things where it's like ice cream. You know, everybody likes, loves ice cream. There's a lot of ice cream shops out there. But there's, those, there's always that one or two ice cream shops in your city that have that line and that everyone who visits the city has to go there. You know, Kansas City, there are certain barbecue spots. Everybody has to go to that spot, even though there's like 100. And so that, that aspect of quality, it's a thousand little details. And that's something that we pride ourselves on in assembly because the result, 
there's a lot of different ways. There's a million different ways to get meeting notes and to identify tasks, but we do it in such a way that when you see it, you're like, wow, this is exactly what I wanted to see. Like I just had this kind of a meeting. These are the notes I wanted from that meeting. I just, we talked about these kinds of tasks and we talked about a lot of random things that kind of sound like tasks. But when you show, like when you show us the task, this is the task that I wanted to see. And so that engenders this trust in our product. You know, we hear a lot uh, with our competitors that they're really, they're okay for transcription. They do fine. And, you know, we support over 40 languages. Some of our competitors support many languages as well. But when it comes to actually generating useful results that make a dent in your day-to-day productivity, we're very, very strong and sharp on that. Love that. Uh, That's amazing. And I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot just in this last year. And the quality is pretty good, but there's always things that it just can't do. And so very excited to delve more into what Simply AI does. So I appreciate you the share on that, Artem. And Artem, like I just mentioned, 2023 has been a huge year for AI. So many productivity tools emerging with the release of ChatGPT and their API. Can you provide your perspective on shaping the future of work with AI? So what we used to think about as the future of work, and we started in 2019. So we're, we, we were doing AI, like to say, before AI was cool. And we talked a lot about the future of work. And in the many ways, what we thought of the future of work then is the present of work today. So work has already evolved in a big way. And it's going to continue in, in this direction. Specifically with regards to AI, I think LLMs, the large language models, which are things like ChatGPT, Llama, there's others, have been the, the topic du jour for the past year, will continue to be an important topic. But those LLMs on their own are really just the substrate, their material. And in order for you to generate productivity results or do something useful, you need to do something with that, with that material. And companies are just starting today to figure out what this material is, how can it be used, and how can it be shaped into something that's really, that's really effective. I like to liken it to the invention of carbon fiber, and you know the ability to create new kinds of airplanes as a result. So I think the future of work and, and the impact of AI in the future of work is going to be in understanding how to use this material. Now, in the past year, it's really been one-off. You ask a question, you get an answer. And that answer has been more and more impressive as we've gone on throughout the year. And now we have GPT-4 and other models that are doing tremendous things. But I think this is the very early days. And I I actually agree with uh, Sam Altman that the future is agents because agents take you out of that cute, like one question, one answer paradigm and bring you into a goal orientation. So, so instead of, you know, I know I want to travel somewhere. So let me ask, okay, like what about Asia or what about, you know, Bangkok or what about Tokyo? Instead, I'll say, okay, you know, my goal is to go on vacation at this time of year, like with my family. I want this type of an environment. You know, I want to bring my kids. We have this much time. I want to spend this much money. Give me like three vacation plans that would be great. And the agent will go, okay, you know, there's a couple more questions I have for you to complete this task. Can you tell me, for example, like, what do you kids like to do? Or are you a family that wants more leisure time or you want to mix and you'll provide those answers. So it's already asking you questions to accomplish your goal. And then it will actually finally accomplish the goal of building this whole travel plan out for you and potentially even allow you to book tickets right 
from that same interface to the plan that it created, just end-to-end complete service. So this goal orientation that agents can provide using modern AI, that I think is where the magic is going. We're certainly looking at that direction in a big way, and we have some really exciting things coming next year with regards to that. Thank you. And it's refreshing to hear that there's others like you, entrepreneurs, that are really digging in and trying to produce something that's just going to be a game changer for us. You know, everybody says, well, open AI is going to be the dominant force in the industry for AI. And and I, I really think that it's going to be the people like Assembly AI, you know, yourself and your co-founder making a difference, doing things your own way, not cutting the same path that, you know, that some of the big giants are doing. So I appreciate that and, and the technology that you're producing. So thank you. And Artem, of course, last question of the day, we are tech platform, tech publication. We love to get into tech. Obviously, I've been a technologist for a lot of years, but we'd like to ask if you could dive in just a little bit on some of that new and emerging tech that you're leveraging in your tech stack. Maybe there's something you could share with our audience today. It's hard to pick one because we're so on edge with a lot of the things we do. So, you know, there's with the rise of LLMs, you now have to think about supporting platform technologies that allow you to flexibly work with those LLMs. So effectively, these large language model hubs effectively that you need to build. So there's a few companies that are doing that. There's some companies that are rolling that internally, but that's a new kind of a tech where you're basically building this very smart intermediary or gateway system to work with LLMs underneath. So that's that's one kind of technology. You know, in some sense, it's, you know, if LLMs are kind of like the internet or like, and then like open AIs like Cisco, then, you know, these gateways are these like kind of middleware routers now, you know, you, you have to kind of address it at a higher level. So that's one new kind of tech. And I think you're going to see more and more of these kinds of, foundational platform technologies to to do that. As far, you know, LLMs themselves, it's it's such an interesting beast because it doesn't, it's not functional. There's not one point function that it's attempting to do. And so certainly we're looking across the board. So Google had a huge announcement recently about Gemini. That's very exciting. You know, Llama is doing great things, but now you have Mistral that's on the market. That's a French uh, leading, now leading LLM. That's only, that's pretty compact. It's only has 7 billion parameters, but it's managing to outperform 70 billion parameter models. So that's really exciting. So this miniaturization of LLM technology and, and while retaining the accuracy is also really exciting. And I think specifically what's exciting about all of that for me is the competition across the LLMs in the business and coming up with new and innovative ways to adjust the training mechanisms to get these LLMs to be smaller, faster, and smarter at the same time. And I'll, I'll mention one last thing. So there's this concept called like a model of experts which is essentially this idea that it doesn't have to be one model rule of all kind of an approach. You can have a constellation of expert models who very intelligently collaborate, kind of like a team, like a think tank, but instantaneously. And these expert models, given some kind of a query, can have a little huddle among themselves and give you, with some layer of processing, kind of a result that's many times better than any one of those individual models could provide. And this model of experts approach, I've seen it already apply to Mistral. I'm sure it's going to be applied more and more. There's some hints that 
all the, la- the latest models from GPT are using those kinds of approaches. And I think that's going to be very exciting to see where that leads. Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate you diving into some of that. That's the, t- the type of stuff that I love. And I know a lot of our folks in our audience love to hear what's going on around the world, right? So I appreciate that. And Artem, I just want to let you know, it was such a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you, Brian. It was great to be here. Great questions. And it was fun. Bye for now. 